This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Could this time be a Sabbath rest for the land? In Bible times, God told the nation of Israel to observe Sabbaths for the land. Every seven years, they were to allow the land to rest and not plant or harvest crops. This was to ensure long-term preservation of the land. Modern-day scientists also say that rotating crops and allowing land to lie fallow keeps the land from getting depleted. So Sabbath rest for the land are still a valuable practice. The Sabbath laws also provided that every seven days, people were to rest from their labors, including servants and animals. God proclaimed a rest for all. On other Sabbaths, debts were canceled, people were set free from slavery and servitude, and lands returned to families who had sold their lands during times of poverty. In particular, the year of Jubilee, which occurred every 50 years, reset everything back to a level where every family again had a fighting chance. The poor didn't get too poor, while the rich got too rich. So in Jubilee, it returned circumstances back to a place where poor families were able to prosper again. The Sabbath laws were for the benefit of people, animals, and land. Nevertheless, during the era of the kings of Israel, the nation stopped observing the Sabbath rest of the land. Kings and rulers didn't want to lose the economic revenue from making that land produce every year, even though God had already said he'd provide during the seventh year and they could save up for the seventh year. So God warned the people that they weren't following his plans. He sent all kinds of warnings, including pestilence, that came upon the people and the land. They still didn't listen. So eventually, God allowed the Babylonians, an enemy nation at the time, to capture the people of Judah and to destroy Jerusalem. And this was for the 490 years that his people didn't observe his land Sabbaths and other provisions. They remained in captivity under the Babylonians for 70 years, and that's the exact number of seventh-year Sabbaths that they failed to observe for the land. Now, there's a lot more detail about this I'm not going to go into right now. However, if you want more information about the biblical principles about the Sabbath rest of the land and the Sabbath in general, you might want to read in the Bible these books. 
Leviticus chapters 25 and 26, Exodus 23 verses 10 and 11, Deuteronomy 15 verses 1 through 11, and 2 Chronicles 36, 19 through 21. Now, since we have been in our current global pandemic, the land is getting a form of rest. Major cities like New York, San Francisco, and Seattle see cleaner air now, and particularly because driving and industrial operations are reduced. As a consequence, some dangerous, fine, particulate matter has also reduced anywhere from between a 25 and a 40% reduction. Nitrogen dioxide from cars and power plants and industrial facilities has decreased. And nitrogen dioxide normally causes respiratory problems, such as asthma, coughing, colds, flu, bronchitis, and inflammation of the lining of the lungs. In addition, nitrogen dioxide also damages crops and lowers crop yields. We're also seeing at this time that greenhouse gases and other pollutants are also lower now, and those pollutants may figure heavily in climate control problems. In Venice, Italy, without the same volume of traffic from the water taxis in the waterways and the canals of Venice, the water has become clear again so that you can actually see the fish. I was amazed to see the photos of water in Venice because I remember the dark, opaque, dirty color of the water when I visited Venice many years ago. After the recession of 2008, I saw many corporations hire and retain fewer people. That way, those who remained employed were working far more overtime. You had one person doing the job of two or three people, and some got so burned out that they took early retirements. There was certainly no Sabbath rest for the people. Could we be experiencing an enforced time of Sabbath rest for our own good? With that thought in mind, what are the consequences of fighting too hard against the Sabbath rest? How can we use this time productively? What lessons can we learn to create a better new normal when we come out of this period of quarantine? How can we begin to think more about issues other than maximum economic benefit in the short term? Perhaps to begin thinking about and to consider the land and the people. How can we be better stewards of our resources? This is just some food for thought. As you think about the implications for yourself, your company, and your future business operations. And if you want to talk about that, give me a call. As an executive business leader, you have many difficult decisions to make 
every single day. And it's important to think about how do you develop your people? How do you launch and develop high-performance teams? And how do you create a culture that wins every time? If you would like to take a look at your organization and to talk about the wisdom and guidance that would propel you to create a best place to work and also competitive advantage, then I invite you to apply for a consultation to work with me. Go to my website, www.transleadership.com, go to the services page, and under organizational consultation, you will see a tab that says, contact us. That's where you request a consultation. So if you are an executive business leader in a medium to large size company, then I look forward to receiving your application and having a conversation with you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.